Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello, everyone. I am not Fitz, and this guy next to me is not Fitz either. No, nope, neither one of us is Fitz. <laughs> we are Fitz-free today. Fitz has flown the coop. He's gone over the water again, hasn't he? Yeah. At the pond. He's yeah, gone, the other. He's gone the other the other pond. <laughs> he's gone across the Pacific and left us here to to talk about him behind his back. Woohoo! Yeah. Do you think he is? Does he stick out? He he's in Asia. <laughs> Someone's think... gonna say, "I know you, <laughs> you're Fitz Walker." Yeah, probably. <laughs> when we get when he gets back, we'll have to ask him how many times that people recognized him. Yeah. Uh, well. He'll be there. I don't know how long he's going to be gone, but this was, thank goodness for us, this was the work trip that was originally going to be during Oshkosh, but got pushed back. So, you know what? I'll take that trade. It worked out. Yeah. So we apologize if you only listen to our show because of Fitz. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> just turn, turn it off forward. <laughs> yeah. The, Big prize at the end. <laughs> yeah, there are no surprise appearances. There's, yeah. You're, just Terry and I. Maybe, maybe Terry will... Uh, be kind to me and keep this under an hour. We'll oh, see. Under an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying folks. I'm trying, but uh, you know what really today is, and let's start off by saying this is episode 181 and it's just Lee and Terry and the, the show really is in Terry's hands. We've gone through our list and Terry had a lot of stuff that he didn't get to talk about the last episode. And now he wants to talk here where it is a visual show too, folks. So, uh, please go on YouTube because uh, Terry's got the little show and tell slides, but I'm sure he'll be very descriptive for you listeners. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk <best>. very slow. <laughs> Pictures with words. Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I've. It's funny. Before we started the show, Terry was going, "Lee, are you ready to do this show?" And I was like, "I'm ready. I'm just saving my energy, just no, to I see can where this smack you like back and forth. Wake up, Lee." But. <laughs> well, let's just see where this show goes. So I'm going to sit back and let you take over now. All right. Do you have a five-hour energy or something like that? No, I'm done. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Hour shows, that's that's adequate. Okay. Come on, listeners. Send in your emails. Contact at rcroundtable.com. Let Terry know an hour is just right. All right. We, well, we always record more. More. But well, we sitting could. in this chair for two hours, man, in in the heat of my room, it's stifling in here. So what'd you say, 81? 81 in my office, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound too bad to me, but I'm not in there right now. <laughs> and you don't want to hear what the high was in Green Bay Yeah, today. Yeah, just yeah, keep it to yourself, buddy. Yeah, okay. Oh, and, and by the way, during the recording of this, I'm a very nasty storm in the Atlantic. So Hurricane oh. Lee is set to be a Category 4 this weekend. And wow. I'm just hoping that all the spaghetti maps, whatever they, is that what they call maps or spaghetti tracks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have this thing heading north uh, pretty quickly. So, you know, there's a <laughs> my wife is about to punch me in the arm because there was a while it was trekking right for Florida. I was like, I just left right. my kid there. <laughs> I'm not ready to have him come back. Right. How ironic. <laughs> His room is a gym now. He's not... <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll follow up on next episode and hope that it, uh, does not reach the shores. Hmm. Well, speaking of Florida and this has nothing to do with RC, so we'll get it out of the way first. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was just kind of a funny life thing that happened in the past couple of days. So I thought I would, would share it with you. And since we're recording the show, I'll share it with everybody. Um, so everybody knows I grew up in Florida near Embry-Riddle. Um, my parents still live there and, my dad called me a couple of weeks ago and he was, he had been at the gun store. He's got a specific gun store that he likes to go to all the time. And he said he was in the gun store chatting with the guys as he does. And the subject of me living in green Bay came up. And then the guy who owns the gun store said, Oh, I've got a buddy who lives in green Bay. And then they get to talking a little more and they've figured out that the guy's buddy lives on a lake across the street from me. Um, <laughs> but I only got partial information. I got their last name and then 
the gun store owner's first name. So do you use the Nextdoor app where everybody right. goes to complain yeah. about their neighbors? <laughs> Don't eat at this restaurant ever again. They yeah. were so rude. Yes. And, yeah. Pick up your dog's poop, um, <laughs> which I agree with, by the way. Pick up your dog's poop. Um, so I looked on there. We've got a, a next door group for my neighborhood. I looked on there, and sure enough, there was somebody with that same name. So I reached out to them. I heard back from them last night, and it's the strangest thing in the world. Here we are in, way up north in Wisconsin, and literally across the street, there's somebody that I went to high school with. They were a freshman when I was a senior. Wow. And we put that connection together through my dad going to the gun store. So, yeah, we're going to try to meet up here before too long. At least I offered that. They haven't responded yet. We'll see. <laughs> they oh, might think great. it's too weird. It's Terry Dunn. Yeah. Maybe. We went all the way to Green Bay to get away from him. Right. Darn it. <laughs> it's a virus. Um, so anyway, so I just thought that was an interesting little thing. Small world. All right. It yeah. is. All right. So one of the things I wanted to talk about on the last episode that went so long, two hours plus, was my trip to Texas that I took a couple of weeks ago to take my daughter down to school. She goes to college at Texas State. And Did you stop by my house or Fitz's house? Um, you're not on the way. Have you looked at a map recently? <laughs> Continue. Um I was pretty well closer than I've ever been. It was another what three hours to get there to your house if I wanted to go. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so I wanted to reach out to our buddy George Wilson, who is actually pretty close to there. But the way it ended up, my daughter was moving into an apartment, and so I didn't have any spare time. So I'm sure I'll be back down there. I'll I'll say hi to George if he's up for it, and if I've got a little extra time, I'll come say hi to you and Fitz. And what I proposed is that we meet a little west of Houston at the Stanzel Museum. There's a model airplane museum on I-10 west of Texas. Nice. I've tried to go there before, but it seems like the hours are hit and miss. I think it's like a family-run thing. Mm -hmm. and so if, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, but I've heard it's a neat place, and so I need to try again. Have you ever been there? I haven't, but when we had the uh, round top. RC Expo, whatever we're going to call it. When that did exist, uh, they were one of the vendors that came out and they actually had oh, a giveaway nice. item. So they had some of their stuff on display. And I can tell you, I as a kid, I had one of the little battery powered, you know, I say control line, but you know, you spun around and got dizzy. But yeah, I had one of those Stanzel aircraft when I was a kid. Do they still make them? I don't think so. I, okay. Yeah. I think so it's now it's just the museum. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and if someone makes them, they're in. There were Fitzes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the name of this episode is going to be Detours because you're going to have to keep me on track. Um, it's your show, man. So All the, complaints go to contact at rcrockdown.com. <laughs> and the other day, you and Fitz notified me that I'm the responder of emails because you guys yes, just you never are. get around to it. You are official. Slackers. Spokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, we started out, I'm going down to Texas, right? We're taking two days to do it. And on the first day that takes us heading smack through the middle of Illinois from North to South. And this was my opportunity to finally stop in at this magical little place called dynamic balsa. And it's in a little city called, I don't know how you pronounce it. Leonore. That's my guess. L E O N O R E Illinois. Um, about an hour and a half south of Chicago. And I met up with our buddy Ron from RC Plane Lab podcast and also Reggie, who is a, a recent addition to RC Plane Lab. He was there too. And here's the funny thing about it. Well, one funny thing about it. There were many. My daughter and I were in the parking lot and walking towards the front door of the Dynamic Balsa and I said something to my daughter, and turns out Reggie was walking up to the door as well. He heard my voice. He said, hey, are you Terry? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I am. I didn't know Reggie was going to be there, by the way. And he's like, oh, I recognize you by your voice, which is exactly the same way that he recognized Fitz when they were at Oshkosh. <laughs> and I was standing right next to him. I yeah. just want you to know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and the other and guy. And the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> so is this, the, uh, this is it, right? I pulled up their website. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've got my own slideshow. Why don't we do that instead? Oh, I will. I was just going to let listeners know and viewers, uh, dbalsa.com is the main website. And then slash hobby dash shop is the what we're showing the photos from. That is a that is an interesting uh, storefront. It is. And I think that's kind of going to be the theme of this little story or store and story that it's off the beaten path. And I'll give you an example of that in a minute. It's not your ordinary hobby shop in a lot of ways. And as we go through this, I think you'll find out that it's calling your name. It's sirens, the, the pulling you into the fog. You need to go there because you pass by it every time you go to Oshkosh or wherever. So you need to make sure that you make a detour this next time. Is there a Either, basement? Uh, there's an attic. <laughs> there may be a basement hey, too. You got to... You got to pay extra to yeah. have the basement tour. So that's where the, Kiwi's bike is, right? That's right. They <laughs> moved it to the people. <laughs> okay. So I've got a slideshow of some photos that I took on my phone while we were there. And I think that will help bring home the point of how unique and desirable it is to visit this hobby shop. So uh, let's bring up those slides, bring up that beautiful bean footage. Okay, so this is the outside of the store. It's nothing fancy, right? It just looks like a average, I don't know, nondescript building. I mean, it I looks even, like a hardware store. I mean, it does, and it may have been at one point. I don't know. Um, so if you were driving by, you probably wouldn't recognize it as a hobby shop. But you're probably not going to be driving by because this thing is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, you travel south through Illinois on Interstate 39 or Highway 39, whatever it is, the main thoroughfare north to south through Illinois. And it's a deviation that I think took eight minutes off the highway. But when I tell you it's eight minutes of nothing and then you hit this little oasis of this town, I mean, there is nothing, 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 this little town with a hobby shop and not much else. And then you gotta go back through nothing, nothing, nothing to get to the highway. So we'll go to the next slide here. Um, so this first shot is the front of the hobby shop. Again, nothing particularly descriptive about it, but it's what's inside that counts. So I pulled up the maps from Google Maps. This is an overhead view of Leonor, and you can see dynamic bosses there in the middle. Can people see my pointer when I'm doing this? I don't see it. Mm, okay. I don't know how to do that, so you'll have to pretend. And then across the street here is a place, I think it's called Smitty's. It's a bar and grill type thing. Um, and then the main drag through town here. So you can see there's not much going on. So let's zoom out a little bit, shall we? Here's Leonore. <laughs> it's like three blocks, three city blocks maybe. And then let's zoom out one more time. You can see that that city is an island and a it sea is. of pastures crops. and yeah. corn crops and other things so it's a very interesting drive there because at this time of year the corn's high enough that you can't see anything so you're just like going through this wall of corn on either side and then you hear the angels sing ah calling you to this <laughs> hobby shop and then before you know it there it is and so anyway my daughter and i we get there and we pull inside and we immediately meet up with uh, reggie and ron and it's it's funny it's like they were expecting us um so we got introduced to everybody that was there and super friendly people. And I knew immediately that I was going to like this place because it's one of those hobby shops where there's stuff just piled everywhere. It's, it looks like our workshops. It's not neat and it's not clean. And I mean that in the nicest way. You have stacks of stuff. And if you pull an airplane off a stack, there might be an airplane beneath it, or it might be a car, or it might be a cat that died in 1973. We're not sure. It looks like an episode of Hoarders. And so that's the great thing about it. You, you just don't know what you're going to find. And from what I'm told, uh, the owner knows everything. He's one of those people with a photographic memory that just knows where everything is and has his own organization system that probably doesn't make sense to anybody else. But for me, I'm like, oh, this is great because it's going to look different next time I come in too. And I'll preface all this with saying that we had about half an hour because we had a destination to get to that night for our hotel. And we just didn't have a lot of time to kill at the hobby shop. So this was a very rushed tour and a visit to the hobby shop and with Ron and Reggie. 
Um, but I did a quick look around the basic hobby shop itself. Everything, all the shelves are just stocked full. There's things everywhere. A lot of new things, a lot of very old things. Um, let me keep going through the photos here. So looking at this photo here, it looks like a pretty normal hobby shop. You can see some 3D printed stuff here, like a 3D uh, high by bypass turbofan. Um, the, one of the people that works there, I believe it's the owner's son, does a lot of 3D printing and stuff like that. So a lot of neat tidbits like that lying around. But you can just see there's airplanes hanging from the ceiling, stuff stacked everywhere. Just You, you really have to be careful where you move to make sure you're not, not knocking things over. And we'll go to the next slide here. They had a collection of half a control line stuff up on the wall that I thought was neat. Not a very good photo of it, but some very unique stuff there. And then I'm getting new creation feels. You know what? It's if you stuck three new creations together and then shook it around a little bit so some stuff landed on the floor, it would be like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, same sort of thing a mix of the new and the old and just a huge variety of things. And I think this picture that I'm showing now is a good example of that. You've got some variety of I think it was a fantasy Luftwaffe World War II jet. Um, I don't think this is a real thing, right? Where's Fitz when you need him? Um, so, yeah, there's this EDF here, and then underneath it is some monster truck, and then behind it is an RC boat, and then there's some plastic case. Just no rhyme or reason to how this stuff is stacked. But it's like a Flash Gordon rocket back there? Uh, yeah, and that's actually the next slide. So we'll go oh. to that now. A little free flight, a uh, I think rubber band pusher plane that just caught my attention. Very art deco looking thing. I assume it flew at some point. It's got a lot of dust on it, but just very cool looking thing. You can get a sense of the scale with my hand holding onto the front there. Oh, look at the capsule. It's a, it's like a mercury capsule, isn't it? Or is it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they were all kind of shaped the same. Um, but yeah, just a science fiction kind of the man on Mars type thing. Very cool stuff. I'm sure free flight people are aware of that design, but it was new to me and I thought it was really cool. So I took a picture of it. All right, so we'll move on to the next slide here. Um, I took this one for fits, obviously. This is a zero hanging from the ceiling. And interestingly, it was finished with an all metal type thing. I don't know if it was chrome monocote or like some sort of aluminum tape, but it was pretty neat. It looked good. And I thought fits would enjoy that. And look underneath, there's some other odd looking free flight design or some sort of half A or something. Little is that a parasol wing? But does it look like the shape of a peanut? Yeah, it looks like a peanut with wings. So I'll say this over and over again as if it's necessary. You just don't know what you're going to stumble across in this store. It's a, it's a mystery, a good mystery. All right, moving on. The next one, this was my first glimpse of kind of the basic storage areas where there's just airplanes leaning against walls. It reminds me of my shop. Wings leaning against the wall and some fuselage parts shoved in there. You may or may not find the wing that matches a fuselage in the same area. Um, just stuff stacked everywhere. And moving on, this is a full-scale Jacobs radial. What, Count the cylinders. Is that a nine-cylinder radial? Uh, yeah, it's probably a nine-cylinder. Um, just it's on a stand there on the floor. It looks like it's been rebuilt and ready to go. And there's a 3D printed version of it uh, sitting on top there. Why is there a full-scale radial engine? I don't know, but it was fun. That'd be a good thing for a man cave, don't you think? You could have a fan on it or a ceiling fan. Yeah. 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 Um, and then oh. this this is the attic. There's no, <laughs> there may be a basement, but this is the attic. And Ron knows the secret path uh, to the stairs that lead to the attic. And I don't know how deep this is. It, it's a big room, like big. And you can see the ceiling on it where it peaks is probably eight or 10 feet high. And there's shelves and more shelves. And, on and there's shelf, lighting. I mean, come yeah. on, I'm going to give them credit for lighting that up because otherwise you'd just be digging yeah. in, in the dark. Yeah, and this was a warm day, so it was pretty toasty up there, but just airplanes on top of airplanes, tubes of plans. I I can't describe 
just how many airplanes were in there. Most of them looked to be equipped with engines and servos and things like that, some state of being ready to go. Not many of them looked beat up, if anything, hangar rash. So I think these are probably estate items that they bought and are looking to resell or collect. I don't really know. I assume they want to sell them. But just, I think it would be a lowball estimate to say there's hundreds of airplanes there, most of them large. Um, I would be comfortable saying there's more than a thousand of all varieties. And we'll go here. This is more stuff on the floor in that same attic. You can see a Stuka, a Stearman, a Cap, a Cessna. Just, uh, what is that other thing? Maybe that's a Cadet. All of them, like some 30% aerobatic stuff. Just everything you could ever imagine, all under one roof. And then when you get to the end, but wait, there is a wall. <laughs> there was a wall, and apparently they wanted to put stuff on the other side. So you can see where they just took a sawzall and cut I'm through just, the studs. I'm just saying something. <laughs> there's there's some construction. Uh, not OSHA. What do you call it? Just uh, that's <laughs> that that's still just hanging there. It's yeah, not the, right. <laughs> the building inspector may or may not know about this modification. <laughs> Um, okay, but, so for those of you driving, you will want to come back to this and see this hole in the wall. Yeah, they it looks like they just took a sawzall and just uh, like we, we need a doorway here. <laughs> like, like they're like, hey, it's hollow in there. Let's, let's go <laughs> yeah. in. Secret room. That's so, great. And then you go in there. Yeah, there's just more airplane stuff. Uh, it just keeps going. Just when you think you've reached the end. Oh, no, there's more. And I think this was near the stairwell and there's stuff under the stairs just again you can look at it and see just the huge variety of different airplanes that's in there moving on this gave me a chuckle it's three high-tech feather receivers do you remember feathers oh yeah did you ever have much luck with them no yeah me neither when they were a big deal when they came out because they were lightweight and we're talking fm 72 megahertz receivers here um, but they were single conversion and maybe it was just in Houston where there's a lot of noise in the air. Uh, I never had good luck with them. They glitched like crazy. So whichever feathers I had got put in the garbage can. As a matter of fact, one of the um, airplanes I recently got from my state still up here had a feather in it. And uh, I'm keeping it around just for novelty, but I'll never use that thing for sure. So I estimate the value of this bag at... 17 cents. And that's if you scrape the copper off the PCB boards. <laughs> so anyway, um, what's next? Okay. So you might've noticed this when you had the website up a minute ago. One of the things that they do at Dynamic Balsa is create cockpit detail kits for different models. And they've got a room where they have a bunch of different cockpit, only cockpit sections um, laying around and they use that to prototype their cockpit kits. And they had this big P-38 in there. I don't remember the size of it. You can see those shelves underneath. It's a good size airplane, probably comparable to Mike McCormick's. So maybe it's, was that a Zeroli P-38? So perhaps this is a Zeroli P-38. I bet if you look through their list of available cockpit kits, you could find what it is. But I saw part of a P-38 and I'm like, oh, well, this photo is for Lee. So there you go, a P-38 with a cockpit kit. I mean, I'm looking at it, just not the cockpit detail, but what's odd about the fuselage is that I don't think it was ever assembled. It's not like a part of it because there are no f wing fairings or what do you got, winglets? Yeah. It doesn't look like wings have ever been attached to that fuselage. Yeah, you would think there's some wing route with a fairing for it or something. Yeah, I don't something see left over. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's like they built it just for the display. And no holes where a spar would pass through. So, and it's not like it's incomplete. Like the outside is nicely painted and yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. And the cockpit kit looks nice. Maybe it's for something else. Maybe so. And oh, they have a dog there. Man, I can't remember the dog's name, but he was super fun to be around. He's um, obviously loves to be a pet. That's my daughter petting the dog. And if you're there petting him and somebody new comes in that he thinks will pet him better, he hops up and runs over to the new person. So no loyalty. Uh, yeah, buddy. It was fun. And it kept my daughter entertained for the half hour that we were there. So, um, oh, and here's me with Ron and Reggie. So it was good to meet them. 
And another fun story about that, and if you listen to RC Plane Lab, they talked a little bit about meeting me up there too. And in that, Ron shared a little story where he found it funny that Reggie made a comment to me. And I don't remember the exact words, but one of the things he said was, how did he put it? Oh, you look much younger than I thought you were which on the surface, that's a compliment, right? And so he followed it up with, you know, from watching your videos, I thought you were in your 70s. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so uh, so what does that I, make me, my 90s? <laughs> so I found it funny. And I can, I can probably understand where that is, just with lighting and whatnot. And anyway, so no, no blood, no foul. I don't take offense to it. But I found it interesting that, you know, we continued to travel. Uh, we stopped that night somewhere in Missouri and we made it in Texas the next day. So on this day, I was accused of being in my 70s. And then the next day, I was carded when I bought a beer at a restaurant. So I'm somewhere between 70 exactly. and 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that offset uh, the, the accusation from Reggie. So, and I guess it turns out I'm right in the middle, right? I'm coming up on my 50th birthday. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you've got some time to find a good present for me, Lee. And you know, I'm only kidding because you get me good presents all the time. Have you let that epoxy rot out yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I need to use it. I was going to say, did you open the container, take it outside, and remove the lids? <laughs> yeah, let it tear out. Stick it in the sun for a while. Exactly. Um, all right. So I think, yeah, those are all my slides from Dynamic Balsa. Let me close this. Um, all right, so Lee, this is the portion where I give you an opportunity to ask me questions about things that I saw, and I'll answer the first one before you ask it. No, I did not buy anything, and that killed me because there was lots of cool stuff there that I would have liked to buy, um, but two reasons. Uh, the main one was that it was a one-way trip for me. Um, my, we were taking my daughter's car to Texas for her, and so I drove there and flew back, and it was going to be quite a hurdle to uh, fly back with anything I bought there. And also the car was already mostly full with her stuff for her apartment. So. But you could have just had DB balls or excuse me, D is it dynamic balls? I was going to say DB balls. It's dynamic balsa. They could have just shipped it to me in Houston, UPS ground. Not too bad. Why would I ship it to you? Cause you could have bought me something. <laughs> you could have bought fit something. <laughs> I could have. You know? Um, well, I'm not against buying you stuff, um, but I would much rather experience that place with you and Fitz, one, the other, or both. I think you guys would just have a field day in there. And it's like Oshkosh or the Air Force Museum or so many of the other places we've talked about. I don't know if a quick visit really is enough to, to find out all the little treasures that that place holds. I think you need to dedicate some time and really just dig in there roll up your sleeves and get dirty. I will want to just do a shout out to our listeners. If there's another little shop in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that you'd like to tell us about, again, send us an email or, you know, you can post it on our Facebook page and uh, we need to probably start something. Maybe we should share some of the photos from here and start a post and ask people to share those. I know Tony Accurso will send us three oh, yeah. or four shops for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. You know, local hobby shops, brick and mortar types are getting more rare. And of those, a lot of them are the hobby town variety. Nothing wrong with hobby town, but it's a very different experience than this one that's just got the that old feel, right? The smell, the dust, the the things that really speak to people like you and I. So not a complete segue, but you talk about, you know, having this weird, you know, this great collection of aircraft that stuff you haven't probably seen in a while right some hobby shops just and you mentioned this guy probably may do estate sales but i did have a a member call us his father passed away and he had like over 30 control line planes in his apartment and the, wow. the, the guy said well i'm going to keep one or two for myself but i really need to find out you know I don't, I don't even know if my dad flew these <laughs> like it was so i was helping him find clubs where his father lived and we did find one that he was a member of but that club closed like oh, no. seven or eight years ago wow. so that's very sad and and i don't know how old his dad was i'm assuming ho hopefully he was much older but uh you know part of me was like man i'd like to see that collection you know i just like to see what these guys 
you know, keep in store and just take, take care of because of some of their favorite airplanes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. I assume you're coming back to Oshkosh next year. Assume. Okay. So you're going to go right by this place. Now, I don't know if they're usually open on Sundays, but you typically head back on Sundays. But anyway, let's find a way to get your fanny in there so you can experience this place. I think you'll think it's worth your while. Well, depending on my schedule, if I do Nats again, then another thing would be great to get fits to catch up with us, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you don't go, when you go directly to Nats, you don't go north through Illinois, right? You're a little bit east of that for your northbound trip. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a little bit of a wingover type maneuver then. Yeah. Okay. Well, one way or another, we need to get you there. And for anybody out there listening, just take the detour. It's eight minutes off the highway. Um, Yeah. You're going to find new stuff, old stuff, crazy stuff. My footprints. You might run across Ron and Reggie. Um, So I believe the owner's name was Brian. His son was Quinn. Both super nice guys. Um, Yeah, just go in for the experience. But, you know, buy something too. Cool. Yeah, I thought you were about to say something. Not that I cut you off. Nope. All right. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It was fun, and uh, I'm looking forward uh, to getting back there, so I just need to find an excuse. From Green Bay, it's between four and five hours, so it's eh, no, it's not just a casual trip. I gotta make a point of getting there or a detour off some bigger trip like this one was. So I'm sure I'll be back. I'm just not sure when. All right, you ready to move on to the next thing? Ready. Let's go. Let's show some photos of an event. Oh, are we doing that? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so in the last episode, I talked for a couple minutes about the Warbirds and Classics over the Midwest. I couldn't remember the name of the event, but that's it. Warbirds and Classics over the Midwest and Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which is a Warbird and Classic air show. Is that it? obvious enough? So I went there a couple of weeks ago as a spectator. I took a few photos. I was very disappointed with how a lot of my photos turned out. Most of the stuff I took on the ground, I had accidentally bumped into the the setting knob on my camera, and most of the stuff I took was just garbage. So I salvaged some of that stuff. I've got a few photos here. If you don't mind, I'll walk through it with you and give you some idea of the stuff that I saw there. So are we ready for that? Okay. All right. Let me remember how we did this. Screen... And I'll share the entire screen for all you lucky people. And is it up there, Lee? It is, but it's very grainy. It might be the photo itself. I told you, I, I had a bad setting on my uh, photo that I took the, well, the my camera. The, it could oh, be do you think? That. Let me check my screen because it just looked like the screen was really jagged. Like uh, it was, yeah, it can, doesn't look right. Okay. Try the huh. next picture. Okay. So I don't know what kind of airplane this is. Maybe a Halberstadt, some World War One biplane. This was a huge model. It was very nicely built. It was, um, the craftsmanship on it was just astounding. I didn't get to see it fly, um, but I assume it did at some point. Anyway, and I think the next one is a close up of the engine detail on that. Um, same airplane, different view. Purdy stuff. Is this any better? It's okay. Okay. Well, I'll state this. All of these photos I'm about to show you, I'm going to create an album that I'll post on Facebook. So if they're not showing up well in the video feed, go to our Facebook page and look at the albums. You'll be able to see them directly there. I'm going to stop at this picture because I love the fact that this guy's got a P47 with electric motor and yep. you know no engine mount <laughs> you know, oh, no, no radials no yeah, yeah no fake no dummy engine because i have one just like it so i feel yeah. good now <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it's such a hassle because it's it's just awkward you know well so it's, it, to give you a sense of scale that's a top flight giant scale p47 this one's owned by john cease who i met there last oh. year um so john. it's a big airplane and the stuka behind it another giant scale model and then behind that a cessna 310 a huge airplane and then you see part of a B-25 there. That's a Zeroli B-25. All of them are electric powered. 
Very nice. This is where you go, ooh. Ooh. Ah. ah. Yeah. Um, so there was one of the Hangar 9 OV-10 Broncos, the big ones. And I got a peek inside the battery tray for that. You can see there's four. I don't know what specifically those batteries are, but they're big honking batteries and plenty of room. If he wanted to double the amount of batteries in there, he could, at least volume-wise. So there's that. Let's keep moving here. I mentioned last time a scratch-built Avro Vulcan flying wing British bomber. Here it is. I believe it was made out of foam. I've got some details on it. Four 70-millimeter EDFs. Flew great, and it looks good, too. And this is another giant scale P47. This one, I believe, is from Black Horse Models. So all the panel details and the weathering, that's on the factory covering. And this one oh, is, wow. yeah, this is also electric powered. And here's a nice uh, P26 uh, P shooter. And this one was gasoline powered, but it uh, looked good, flew nicely too. I believe the the man in the white t-shirt there is Carl Bachhuber, who is well known at this air show because he brings a lot of big airplanes. He's got, um, I think the most uh, well-known one is a big B-36. That was there this year. And there may be a photo of it here. I don't remember, but I didn't get to see it fly. I'm not sure that it actually did, but he always builds and brings really big stuff. And here's a nice turbine powered T-33. Yay. And there's another one behind it too. I don't know which kits these are, but um, very nice. And then this was, I think I mentioned this to Fitz last time as well. There was <laughs> one that this had a lot of, show. yeah, a lot of Axis planes. So there's the Dornier 335 that I mentioned. There's a FW190, an ME109, the ME262, um, and then a Zero. And then the odd man out is another P47, but all these very beautiful airplanes. We'll just say it was captured. Yeah. <laughs> and this gives you some idea of the spectators that were there. The public comes out to this air show and watches. Uh, a lot of these people are not modelers. They're just there to watch the airplanes fly. And they put on a few demos around noontime. But um, this is a big draw. And it's not like it's right in the middle of town or on the edge of town. You got to drive outside a little bit to get to this place. So um, kudos to this club for building this event up into what it is and making it uh, a public attraction. And here's a nice turbine powered A10, big sucker. I don't know what the wingspan is, but it's big. And some dude walking with another P47. I didn't realize how many P47s were there, but apparently a lot. And here's another shot of that OV-10 in the air. And a couple guys flying. I don't know them, but they looked like they were having fun, so I took their picture. Uh, another zero with a nice tropical camouflage scheme. This one is gasoline-powered. And here's an interesting thing. Here's John Cease with his P-47, and then another top-flight giant-scale P-47. This one's a Razorback, uh, but it was gasoline-powered. They flew at the same time. They flew kind of in formation. And... Performance-wise, at least the way they were flying them, you couldn't tell a difference. John's gave up nothing to the gas-powered one. Maybe flight time, but other than that, it was you know, very equal in performance. So I found that interesting to watch. And Lee, you can jump in anytime with questions. Another plane. Uh, here's another plane, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, Fitz is going to kill me. Is this an Oscar, another Japanese fighter? And I think this was the one that we saw at the AMA Expo that he was crawling underneath and um, getting comfortable hugging, with. Hugging, yeah. kissing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they so, changed anyway. the paint. It, or maybe this owner did, yeah, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. A lot of yellow accents and weathering, yeah. And ooh, a nice uh, Fokker D7. And this is not German markings. Who used a swastika in World War One? I? I don't know. But somebody out there knows so whatever this is, a uh, purple-based camouflage scheme. Anyway, nice-looking airplane. And it was big, too. Maybe a third scale. Uh, flew nicely. And here's the OV-10 again on the ground, electric-powered. Uh, oh, there's a theme, another OV-10 picture. And a nice 
uh, Miss Los Angeles. Again, I think this was Carl Buckhuber's plane. Um, big, big airplane. It's pretty, lots of red. Um, and it flew, it's a racer, right? It's very sleek and long and pointy. I thought it was going to be fast, but it flew around like a trainer. Maybe that's just the way they were flying it, but uh, it looked good up there. And here's the DO-335. I caught a picture of it when it uh, after it landed. And you can tell here that the front propeller is spinning, but the back one is static. The back one only spun up when they goose the throttle. So that's what makes me think that back one is just freewheeling and it's only powered by an engine in the front, but it looks good. And here's some kid flying. <laughs> and I think he was actually flying this PT-19, which you can't tell here, but it was big and also electric powered. Were the, were the gear always that raked far raked forward? I don't know if that's scale or not or if that's specific to this kit or a mod that they made to keep it from nosing over in the grass, but they're the same. So it's intentional one way or another. Yeah. Just it's, it's very far forward. Yeah. And I think this is the black horse P 47 again, after a flight electric powered oh, a little bit. Uh, he made a, a one wheel landing. One wheel landing. We'll assume it was on purpose. I'm not sure. We'll just we'll just hope the pin was still in that bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, same airplane, different pose. Um, uh, this is a buddy of mine in the Green Bay Club, Jason, and he was flying a different trainer, electric powered, giant scale. Um, it wasn't a PT-19, but it's Orion trainer, one of the other PT somethings. And it's probably going to show up here in a minute. Um, is this one a Tony? Is that a Tony? I don't know yeah, I think a it's Tony. a Tony. Inline uh, Japanese fighter. See, Fitz is going to smack us around when he comes back for not getting these right. We'll just have to watch the show like everybody else. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but this one was big, and it sounded really good. It had a, a gasoline engine in it. I don't know if it was multi-cylinder or what, but it, was, it had a nice bark to it. But same plane, different pose. And here's a nice Newport flying around with a gasoline engine. Um, there's that Oscar again. And you get a sense of the size with the owner pushing it. It's either the owner or somebody stealing it. I'm not sure which. <laughs> and another big zero in the background there. And there's the Bronco again. I think you have a favorite. I guess so, man. Okay, and there's Jason's Ryan. What Ryan is that? A yes. PT something something. I'm not sure, but yeah, it looked good. And he told me it's a old uh, Great Plains, either a kit or an ARF. But it flew really nice. And it was pretty windy this day. And I'm surprised by some of the planes, like some of the World War One planes that went up in the wind. And they did good. Did well, excuse me. Superman does good. The airplanes did well. And the pilots did well. A nice big Corsair. Looked good. There's your fake radial engine in the front. You happy? Yes. Okay. No, I'm just jealous. I need one for my P-47. Yeah. You should get one from Sparky. Does he make any big enough for that? I I think the whole thing is just, it's an awkward, I have to really customize it. It's not I just see. round. It's not a, like, it's not like that. It's okay. got that weird oval to it. So. Oh, right. Oh, look. And there's the Tony again. Do I like the Tony or the Bronco more? You can't tell. Is the next picture of Tony? I don't know. But you can out. see um, the, the runway faces... East, I guess. So I was there in the morning. So not until right before I was leaving was the sun slightly behind my back. So most of these photos are kind of backlit. Like I said, I was not happy overall with them, but you get what you get. I'll remember that next year and not take any photos till the afternoon. Ooh, nice B-17. And this is a big model. Uh, I don't know how big it was, but a really big B-17 had four, it looks like gasoline engines on there. And they flew that thing like it was a pattern ship. I mean, full throttle, doing aerobatics, low passes like this. That was fun to watch. They slowed it down every now and then to look more scale-like, but they spent a lot of time just trying to rip the wings off. Ooh, a nice uh, Fokker DR1 triplane. And this gives you some sense of how many airplanes were there. They're what you see... In front of the camera, there was an equal amount behind me. So just a lot of stuff and a lot of big stuff there. So this 
this event is no joke. Um, a lot of people show up from all over, bring a lot of big airplanes. And, you know, I should have taken a picture of the field. It's a really nice field, um, well-maintained and big for works, a grass field that turbines can fly off of. Okay, I got a question for you, Lee. Have we talked about this before? Jet-powered models, are they turbines or turbines, or do you care? I don't care. Okay. I, I think I a turbine is what you wear in your head, and a turbine is a... <laughs> Is an engine. Okay, you're probably right. I think I habitually say turbine naturally. If I'm thinking about what I'm about to say, I'll say turbine, but I definitely use both terms interchangeably. So for anybody out there who takes offense to the well, incorrect I doubt usage, anybody would look at that and think that's a hat. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be turbine. <laughs> uh, well, if I say it incorrectly, please forgive me. Uh, I mean not what I say. So can we just say that there's a plane lacking? in this uh, collection? Uh, I'm sure there's several lacking, but, oh, you can see the B-36 here. Uh, what are you talking about? What's lacking? You, you, you gave Fitz everything he wanted. Oh, I don't recall any P-38s there. <sighs> yeah. If Mike McCormick was there. Yeah, right. Flying. He used to live around these parts, yeah, right? I think he's floated this event. Yeah, probably has. Um, yeah. I'm sad. That's okay. Talk him into coming up here next year. All right, so here's another A-10, another big one. Another turbine-powered. Jet. Yeah, there you go. I'll just say jet. Uh, nice big zero. I don't know who makes it. I'm pretty sure it was gasoline-powered. Um, fits would drool right now. A Lysander with a nice colorful paint scheme. It's a little... Yellow jacket. Yeah, it looks good. And you won't have any visibility problems with that one. And this was a big Lysander. Whatever the big one Phoenix makes, it's comparable to that. And it, maybe it's one of them that's been recovered, or maybe it's some scratch build. I don't know, but it, it was big. And there's John Cease's B-25 coming in for a landing. And there's the Vulcan again. And there's John's B-25 again on the ground. Oh, a nice big Sea Fury. This was another one that had a, I assume, multi-cylinder engine, maybe a Moki radial. I didn't see it up close, but it sounded very unique and very good. Big, nice-looking airplane. Great detail on it. And there's the Sea Fury again. You get a good sense of the weathering on it from this angle. And I think we're getting close to the end here. Um, I don't know who this is, but I got a picture of him. And another Corsair coming in. This one in a marine scheme with no radial front. So he's he's in the same club you are, Lee. And here's the uh, Fokker D7 again. Does that mean we're back at the front? Or Nope, it doesn't. Uh Nice T-33. This is not the T-33 that I had a picture of earlier. This is a separate one. I was surprised. There were numerous turbine-powered T-33s there. And there's the DO-335 again. And now we are at the end of my slides. Nice. Thank you. You should submit a couple of those photos for the iFly AMA cover. I would, but I'm going to use some of them in my next column, which I have to write. Deadline's coming up. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll do that. So, well, while we're talking about that, for somebody who has a good photo they want to submit for the iFly AMA thing, what do they do? Well, first you have to be okay using Facebook. <laughs> That's half the battle mm, right there. Right? <laughs> but if, if for some reason you're okay with that, I encourage you to join the iFly AMA group. Uh, it's facebook.com slash iFly or group slash iFly AMA. Uh, you do have to answer questions just to make sure you're not trying to sell crazy things. And I will be the one to approve you. And uh, there's a thread at the top, a featured link, and it's a little contest we do monthly. So people submit their photo and whoever has the most likes at the end of the month gets their photo as the background cover. So All right. for a month and Ron, Ron has won before. Which Ron? Ron, 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 Ron. Oh, Ron Hall. Okay. Well, we talked about two Rons today. Yeah, the other one. That's Stinkin' Ron Hall. He published his first article 
Congrats, Ron. And he made a cover with that. He's on the cover of uh, Park Pilot, right? I believe so. I don't think I've seen mine. So congrats, Ron, if you did. <laughs> yeah. His first article and he gets a cover. Wow. We're so happy for you, Ron. Yeah. Great. Arr. Let's get him on the show so we can just bash him for the entire hour. <laughs> That'll be fun. So, all right, Lee. Well, it looks like we've gone over an hour. So, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, not knowing exactly when this will come out. Hopefully, before next week, before the deadline comes up. But do stay tuned. Uh, I'm actually going to be on AMA Air tomorrow. Right. Uh, so that'll be recorded so you guys can watch it on our youtube on ama's youtube channel so we we'll oh, can't watch it live well you can but this is recorded so those people who are listening to it now it's already happened so i see what you're saying you can go to the youtube our youtube channel uh ama's you would uh, it's gonna be academy of model aeronautics you gotta type the whole thing out so if you go to our youtube channel you can pull up uh, previous episodes of ama air Tyler Dobbs will be on our show. He's going to give us his two cents about what's happening and hopefully some thoughts uh, of what he thinks will happen. And with regard to RID. Remote idea with, yes, RID and Frias. Uh, but I know if I can do my little plug and mean this sincerely, not just because I work there, but you know, the AMA is working very hard trying to get the FA to approve our clubs, every one of them. And we've been told not to allow any denial to just sit there. As soon as the denial comes in, we turn it around, we send it back out with more and more and we gather more. We keep going with more. So more, uh, our, you mean more information, more information to the next the application. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and but by the way, we're already putting a lot in there. We're adding a lot more notes, but like with JSC, we we're including two new documents. So um, okay. that we didn't have before. I don't think we're, I don't really think we need them, but we're doing it because we're making everybody who is in that area, the airport uh, and NASA and so forth uh, to provide their, their positive input. So yeah. uh, any, and I, I could like today's denial. I told the guy, I said, don't worry. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send it back in. And he said, thank you. So I was, you know, most of the people we're working with understand that we're doing the very best and it's not us. It's not our decision. It's the government's. So yeah. uh, my club here, our initial free request was denied. And I mentioned you know, we're, we share space with an airport so I, that was a big part of the denial, and yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. I I won't. <laughs> you you heard me before. I'm done. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try to th let's end on a happy note. Uh, I haven't done any model stuff, but just to plug my son Austin, who's at Embry Riddle, um, his first weekend <laughs> in college, he has uh, visited a club down there, and you know what? Gosh, I'm you. Yeah, got me. I didn't even think about calling calling out this uh, group. So let me see if I can grab this club's name. But Austin is in the RC Hobby Group. Say yay! Yeah, and yeah. So he um, like a, the club or yeah. not the SAE designer? No, he now yeah. he's joined the group to do that. Although they made it very, I think I may have mentioned it. They only allow seniors to oh. be on the team. Uh, and that's okay. It's because it's kind of like their final. So, yeah. but, but he is in like Flynn. He's like, I want to be a part of it. I'm going to help. I'm going to do whatever I can. 3D print, yada, yada. You know, he's going to be a team player. So I'm really proud of him for doing that. But there is an RC group and a couple of guys said, yeah, they fly out at a club called Deland RC Club. That's the one and, I mentioned a little while ago. That's oh, at did you? Deland Airport. Yeah. Oh, so one of those that has a history of coexisting with full scale. So he, uh, and it, well, the runway they're on is a dead runway. Yeah, but the other, there's another one further south. Anyway, long story short, he went out there, took his planes, went flying, you know, had to fill out some paperwork, called dad because he needed his FAA number. He didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the club president called me because Austin was like, you know, he introduced himself and says, oh yeah, my dad works for the AMA. He goes, what's your dad's number? <laughs> <laughs> so I did, we had a great conversation. We talked on the phone and, you know, we talked about the club for, you know, it was a good, good conversation, but his words to me made me feel good. He says, your son will be a great asset to our club. It's nice to have young people flying again. And man, it just warmed my heart. So for those yeah. of you who do listen to our show, who, you know, 
have a club of a lot of old farts <laughs> like like mine uh you get youth in there you pat them on the shoulder tell them good job tell them to come back bring some friends uh share the hobby with the with the youth because we want to continue this hobby so i'm um, proud of my son for you know setting a good example you know not being stupid <laughs> like watch what i can do inverted over the runway um and uh it looks like a club he might join he, he was like i'll okay. join it dead so uh nice. anyway so he got to I fly have, i didn't <laughs> yeah well i have some friends in that club because i grew up not far from there at all so that's kind of my local club um i've never been a member there um but when i go back and visit family i typically go out there and say hi to people and Austin might be interested to know this very close by on the airport property. There is a hobby shop called chief aircraft, which is one of the big ones. They actually sell full scale stuff and RC stuff. So it's a nice hobby shop. And right outside chief aircraft is a full scale F 14 just sitting there waiting to be stared at. Wow. He didn't so say that. that. <laughs> well, he might not know that because you have to go looking for it. Uh, then I'll tell him. Yeah. But he said he liked the he liked the the field, and they yeah. it looks like they may have uh, recently uh, recovered a uh, section of the uh, runway with asphalt. Oh, nice! So, and from what I recall, they have some pretty big events out there too. So there's lots of neat stuff going on. So, no, I I already put the the president's name in my phone. So in case he calls us, your son. <laughs> oh no! What do you do? <laughs> no, I I trust Austin, and uh, I hope he has some fun out there. I'm glad he's at a college that he can fly. You know, yeah, he's already sure. he's already done with it. The first two weeks, he's flown indoors and outdoors. He's good to go. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody out there listening is in the Deland RC Club, howdy, howdy. Yeah. All right. Are we wrapping it up now? We're wrapping it up. All right. Well, Fitz, we miss you. Hope you're having fun overseas. And uh, I think he'll be back by the time we record again, right? Yep. So not knowing when this is coming out. So again, if you're listening, recorded, uh, next week is Bomber. Bomber so Field. Monoville, Texas. I have nothing to fly. My goal is to just go and photograph and video, maybe do some live shows for everybody. But it is horribly, horribly hot here, folks. And I'm not trying to make a joke of it. Uh, today in my car was 109 just getting into my car and 104 driving around. Oh so I have, I'm not doing well in the heat. Uh, let's just say years ago at Bomber, I could do it and stood out there with my camera. But it is just horrible out there. So if I do go, I'm going to do photos for a little bit. Uh, I just I can't. It's just nasty. So uh, that'll be Bomber. And then about three weeks later is best. So those of you who've been listening, that's the hundred thousand time I've said it <laughs> best in New Waverly, Texas, October 6th, uh, 6th and 7th. Please come out there and hang with us. It's a wonderful electric vent. It's where I met my buddies, Fitz and Terry. And obviously we will try to record again, like we always do there and have some fun. All right. So is there any relief in sight for those crazy three digit temperatures? Uh, like we had 47 days without rain, if I'm not mistaken, this Ooh. summer. And we have broken records almost every day the past three weeks. Wow. I think it's like two or three days we did not break records. So it is really, really bad here. Um, but I'm not going to say other people aren't suffering just as badly. I know there's some other areas and Vegas had like these floods or mud, right? Remember the, the, the rains came and just set the mudslides through and California's had stuff. But I mean, really the heat has just been really bad down here. So I just don't want to stay outside and, uh, even though it's flying, it's just beating on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Hurricane Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so that's what we should call this episode. <laughs> no, I liked your other one. Um, but I guess, am I wrapping it up or are you going to wrap it up? You have uh, those you, to talk today. Yeah, but you started it. You finish it. All right. It's like a knife. If you open it, you close it. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you watching, hope you enjoyed the slideshow. For those of you listening, uh, tune into uh, the show again on our YouTube channel, uh, RC Roundtable. You know what it is. If you have any questions or comments, uh, you can email us at contact at rcroundtable.com. We do read them, as we proved here today. And I, I do read them. <laughs> and I get forwarded them. <laughs> they are forwarded to me. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. And you can also go to our website, rcroundtable.com. And until next time, which might might be, maybe not be, depending on if Fitz is going to have a fun show for a slideshow, might be a All live right. show. Maybe. Maybe fun live show with Fitz. 
we'll let you know. All right. And I just want to say hi to my buddy Andy in Buffalo. <laughs> okay. Is there any other shouts out? No, hi, mom. I'm going to say hi, mom. <laughs> All right. Y'all take care. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.